Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium. Excuse me? Excuse me? Oh, sorry. Excuse me? You mind if I just squeeze by here? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. We've had a fantastic week for Formula One. We've had all nine teams announce their cars in the span of a week. <laughs> and uh, after literally months of waiting, we could finally see the 2017 contenders for all the damn teams. And in fact, as we speak, pre-season testing is underway in Barcelona. Gunal, it was such an exciting week. And you know, it now feels like the 2017 season is within touching distance. <laughs> so close. But, but, you know- but the aerodynamics on the cars will not let the cars touch each other or whatever you call it. <laughs> As long as they get past each other and we have enough overtaking, I don't mind. Kunal, I could not get my eyes off the Toro Rosso. It is a beautiful car. In fact, I think it's the most beautiful car on the grid. I'm going to stick my neck out and say that. Yeah, I absolutely (laughs) agree with that statement. And, you know, uh, fake Charlie Whiting had a really fun suggestion that the cars should line up in Melbourne based on their looks. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, if that is the case, the Toro Rosso will be on pole. And I really hope it's Carlos Sainz Jr. Why not? (laughs) Before we begin, though, a quick apology we missed out on last week, but that was actually intentional because there were so many teams just you know, announcing and unveiling their cars back to back that we realized it would be best to just let all the teams do their work while we track their work and then get down to doing our work. So <laughs> so this is our work. <laughs> <laughs> Before we proceed, of course, in this week's episode, we look forward to all the cars that were launched, the good, the bad and the ugly. We tell you exactly what we feel about each of these cars. <laughs> and Kunal, we are armed with our usual set of McLaren jokes. <laughs> and yes, guys, we're going to talk about McLaren's livery specifically. And we're also going to wonder about whether McLaren have gone backwards, while hopefully the other teams have gone forwards. Interesting question. We already have some answers to this after the first two days of testing in Barcelona. But uh, coming back to the looks of the cars, uh, you know, yes, the Toro Rosso looks really, really pretty. But if you ask me technically, the Mercedes seems to have taken the cake away. And it's it seems like a really well-engineered and designed car. And to me, what stands out is that they do not have the white elongated board on their engine cover either. And honestly, if Mercedes could do it, I'm sure the other teams can. I think we should rally and get the FIA, the FOM to ban the shark fin cover. <laughs> My God, that is ugly. Yeah, and uh, Ferrari's shark fin particularly seems like they're flying the Italian flag. And I kid you not. And now that I've actually said this out aloud, why don't you go back 
and relook at Ferrari's 2017 car. <laughs> so Kunal, I have a suggestion since we're going to talk about all the teams and the liveries that they've put out. Let's summarize what we think about their new car designs in like one sentence or one word. <laughs> yeah, that will <laughs> help. It's McLaren one joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one joke each. All we got right. to like bring it on. <laughs> Okay so I'm going to start with Kimi Raikkonen's car cuz you know Kimi Raikkonen on pole for me at least <laughs> really really sleek looking car sleek looking side pod design and yeah I'm hoping it's as fast as it looks <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Force India my former formula 1 team and uh, so the Force India this season has a forehead and it has nostrils and Luckily there are no adult body parts on the Force India cars yet. Remember 2014? <laughs> How can I forget? <laughs> yeah, and uh, but frankly I'm not too pleased with the new silver color they're using. It seems like they're trying to take McLaren's place on the grid by being the next silver arrows or whatever you <laughs> call it. They already have the Johnny Walker sponsorship as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for obvious reasons, I would prefer the tricolor on the Force India car any day. I'm going to talk about Sauber and we spoke about them in the last podcast actually how they lost out being on pole in this entire unveiling <laughs> but yeah pretty cool looking cool blue car and they have a large decal depicting the team's 25 years but kunal unfortunately that also means that they have no sponsors they have no sponsors <laughs> they have no speed and uh, the other team that reminds me of that could be mclaren as well so McLaren unveiled an orange black livery and I think that's what you get when you cross a spiker with a midland car okay <laughs> and frankly while the car looks really good I think they've got an exaggerated front wing and nose design and I only hope that it's quick and uh, you know the, the the orange black livery actually reminds me of Fanta 0 because uh, that's what the Fanta 0 can looks like and Honestly if I were McLaren I would stay away from anything and everything zero. <laughs> you know just attract all the positive vibes. The orange actually reminded me of a certain Mr Trump. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah the first day of the pre-season test and McLaren stopped midway. Kunal should I even be surprised. So anyway Honda found an oil issue and this is in fact right after Fernando Alonso tweeted an allergy you know that's what his emojis are called apparently <laughs> and his emoji depicted that he's happy i'm wondering if he if he sent out a deck chair emoji soon after <laughs> and you know on the second day of testing mclaren honda went a few miles less than the first day and stoffel vandoorne's debut uh, lap i think he stopped right in the pit lane on his out lap and the issue they said this time is with honda's oil tank design so Clearly at this moment it seems like Honda is not delivering yet again. By the way Honda also said that their 2017 power unit is belting out power that Mercedes did in 2016. So Kunal like Sauber they're basically using a one year old engine. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly at this moment it seems that their radically designed 2017 isn't delivering power or reliability so they might not be bad going back to 2016 engine anyway you know since you mentioned about sauber and them using a year old engine let's remember mclaren isn't too bad in doing that either because that's what midfield status teams are doing of late anyway and uh, honestly uh, 
McLaren's positioning, team positioning seems fairly clear to me. So they're trying to evoke the Bruce McLaren legacy with the change in color scheme and the car having McLaren's uh, favorite Kiwi. And uh, I don't know if the sponsors will buy this story, but it at this moment seems that fans certainly are. The things you have to do when you're not quick enough. Kunal, <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering what Manor's employees are thinking right now. They would probably be looking at McLaren's performance in pre-testing and thinking to themselves like, damn, wish we were on the grid, guys. Like, this would be our sure, sure chance to not finish last. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're being damn cruel. And for all of Alonso's love, I really hope McLaren Honda find their way through. And I read this very interesting uh, chat on a WhatsApp group that I'm a member of. So there's Parag Shetty and Amit Kulkarni uh, who listen to us as well. And one of them said that, uh, uh, you know, a drag racing car's engine lasts longer than the Honda Formula One engine from 2017. I'm sure that would hurt if Honda were to tune in and actually listen to us. <laughs> I'm sure they're listening to us. Hey, guys! Yeah, with a translator around. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on to the team I'm really excited to talk about right now. Toro Rosso and their beautiful new car. You know, it's got this cool blue and red design going. Kunal, it reminded me of Superman. <laughs> yeah, and I really, really hope that they have like a Superman-like performance this year. <laughs> but unfortunately, on their opening day, you know, their first ever day on track, it was also their filming day. Their Renault engine failed in just six laps. <laughs> so, ouch, guys. <laughs> yeah, fourth year already of the hybrid regulations. On one hand, we have Mercedes belting those laps. And on the other hand, we have Renault still struggling. Like, I really hope that's not the signs of 2017 to come. Uh, talking of Haas, they leaked images of their car a day prior to the official launch to tell people that their car had everything else that others' cars did. <laughs> I think perils of being the last one to launch a car. Maybe they've learned their lesson. I think next time they'll be the first ones out there <laughs> on pole. <laughs> Especially because they are, they are the Americans. They do everything and everyone else follows. But that's just a joke, guys. But uh, I must admit that Haas's dark grey uh, colour looks very military-like. I, of course, love it. Which then makes me also wonder, you know, we saw the T-Wing on the Mercedes and then the Ferrari and now a few teams on the grid are already using it. And uh, I really wonder if Ferrari worked overnight to incorporate the T-Wing on their car after Mercedes showed it off during their unveil. <laughs> Honestly though, you know, the pressure of getting it right in 2017, it looks more on Ferrari than anyone else. <laughs> so I'm not going to be surprised if they'll be out there right now working overtime to get that sorted. <laughs> Guys, do not copy the T-Wing design, rather copy the engine design. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a message to McLaren Honda. No? <laughs> but anyway, our next team, Williams, Kunal, honestly, nothing unusual, nothing spectacular, you know, same old, same old. Like yeah, We saw Felipe Massa as well. So. <laughs> I was going to say same old, same old, like Felipe Massa back in the Williams. <laughs> and uh, we generally don't end up talking too much about Williams. At this moment, they've been fairly good in pre-season testing, which is always a good sign. And it reminds me, though, they tied up with JCB, the heavy equipment moving company. And I wonder if this is because uh, of, you know, the rookie Lance Stroll and his expected performance off track this season. And uh, maybe they need a JCB to 
to you know to get his car back to the <laughs> the pit lane to <laughs> to get it repaired and Poor ironically uh, Lance Stroll's first outing ended in the gravel traps and that brought a premature end to Williams's uh, pre-season test on day 2 of Barcelona but Kunal Stroll's anyway started his career in the most perfect way possible by paying his respects to Michael Schumacher. <laughs> so you know we can forgive him for his gravel trap moment. <laughs> I approve Lance Stroll. <laughs> and uh, the next team I pick is Mercedes and it easily seems the car to beat this season. Just perfect engineering. Uh, I would actually rate it 11 on 10 honestly at the moment and I think they are going to be this year's world champions. Everyone knows it. <laughs> And look at it this way Mercedes has done two full race simulations with both their drivers while McLaren and Honda have changed two Honda power units already and if I were Duracell I would go and tie up with Mercedes because you know Mercedes is like the bunny that's keep going on <laughs> and on and on and actually if they do end up getting Duracell we should nicely send them um an invoice for our commission <laughs> i'm sure valtteri bottas is looking at that mercedes car and going wow i am a lucky lucky man <laughs> and finally red bull racing the rb13 there was actually a very interesting car launch campaign around the new car and the unlucky number 13 and but ironically kunal they had a pretty bad day in you know the first day of pre-season testing some mechanical error and all of that so i hope it's not connected <laughs> <laughs> well red bull seems to think it is because they were very cheeky and they tweeted uh, you know a gif image of a black cat walking through the red bull factory in milton keynes but um, i'll believe that when they changed the name of the car <laughs> but i'm still not over their hover nose that is some pretty awesome innovation which i think could just end up getting banned much like uh, a lot of other parts of the cars that should end up getting banned which we'll talk later on in the podcast and is that it or i think wait a minute we've forgotten to talk about the renault formula 1 team the highlight of renault's launch was their yellow and black taxi scheme and let's hope their cars are the quickest taxis in 2017 <laughs> single seater taxis i mean <laughs> i have to ask you what you think about their driver overalls <laughs> <laughs> I just think that they probably ran out of money to pay their team kit designer. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guys. Imagine if they show up on the podium and the only thing people are going to be looking at are like their overalls. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> anyway, Renault is targeting a fifth place this year and it just suddenly seems that, you know, fifth is the new third. It's so strange. Everyone seems to be targeting fifth place. I mean, I'm not surprised sponsors haven't released you know rushed towards renault as well but uh, we're done with the new car launches and it's absolutely out of the way and here's two other formula 1 news from the paddock so the engine sounds from the opening day of the testing and honestly it was much better than my expectations if i could all some parts of the grand are back yay <laughs> <laughs> yeah frankly they sound like futuristic grunts to me which is good and I think that also means that this is how the future of grunting could end up being if <laughs> if Maria Sharapova is listening in some way. <laughs> Other awesome news, social media norms, they've been relaxed already. Wow, we can finally breathe in peace. <laughs> Kunal the yes. Bernie Ecclestone uh the post Bernie Ecclestone era actually is pretty awesome. Yeah, I I'm loving to see teams actually tweet out videos from the paddock. 
Thank you, Liberty Media. <laughs> yeah, Liberty Media does offer the liberty to use social media. <laughs> True to their name, I'm sure Hamilton's happy that his Snapchat uh, things are no longer <laughs> illegal, though he was doing it anyway. Yeah, so Hamilton actually had requested Liberty Media to relax these norms, and gladly they've listened. Uh, the other uh, suggestion he's already made, which we'll talk about in the next few minutes, is about. Uh, overtaking but uh, at this moment i want to talk about t-boning and how we've seen that being outlawed from formula one now is the moment to talk about the t-wings because we've seen a lot of teams uh, using it it looks fairly odd at the moment and uh, uh, you know in the first and the second day of the pre-season test there were reports that the t-wing and the shark fin cover for that matter uh, moved around a bit and it needed support and that could actually mean two things so the first thing is if they are moving around while the car is in motion it could mean that it could be deemed illegal because aero parts are not supposed to move yes they're allowed to flex a little but there is also a limit to that the second part could be that if they're actually moving as much maybe they're not going to be as effective which could mean that the t-wing could just go the t-bone way mean it could just get outlawed. Mercedes in fact has two T-wings in one. Wow. <laughs> I'm wondering how many more they can and will add by the time we get to Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, interesting point because on day one of Barcelona they had one T-wing. On day two they had two T-wings and we'll know in the next few days if they actually <laughs> went plus one every single day. <laughs> the other talk from the car launches were just how big the cars actually are. And in fact, someone asked if the cars were tested to take a U-turn at Monaco's famous hairpin. <laughs> we shall soon find out. Knowing how Formula 1 does their simulations, there is very little chance it was tested there. <laughs> we'll see when Monaco comes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was anyway looking forward to Monaco now, it's just more incentive. Given just how wide the cars are, it's also a question about whether they will prevent further overtaking. Uh, frankly, keeping the width aside, uh, you know, and I'm a little concerned with the excessive aero uh, that almost never allows cars to run close to each other. And uh, Hamilton and Felipe Massa, in fact, have already reported this. And trust me, if Lewis Hamilton says that it could be difficult to overtake while following another car, etc., I wonder what the other mere mortals on the grid could end up doing. <laughs> mere mortals other than Max Verstappen Kunal, don't <laughs> forget. <laughs> and guess what? There's news that a robo race uh, has been launched as the Formula One of autonomous electric car racing. And basically, it's driverless cars going racing. And while I totally dislike the concept, I don't disagree with it, I dislike it. I wonder if fans would flock to such series if it offered good wheel-to-wheel -wheel action. Well, honestly, at this moment, I don't think I would watch a racing series without Verstappen or Raikkonen or Vettel for that matter in it. <laughs> <laughs> so no, thank you, Roborace. And uh, Lewis Hamilton also said that when he quits Formula One, he won't stick around like former drivers. I'm sure a lot of people have something to say about that, especially, you know, Hill and Herbert and Coulthard and you know what, Nico Rosberg. <laughs> Johnny Herbert, for that matter, said that he would have followed Rosberg's steps and retired after he won his first title. This means that Nico Rosberg has at least one fan of his decision. <laughs> yes. Alonso said, however, that he will be around till he's 80 
carting, pushing kids off track. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> He's not quite doing that now, right? Sticking around on track yeah. too much. <laughs> He's trying to put his McLaren, keep his McLaren on track rather. <laughs> but yes, it'll be super fun to see an 80-year-old Fernando. <laughs> but what I loved about Fernando Alonso was his jibe at Lewis Hamilton about this whole data sharing between teammates controversy where... Uh, Alonso said that had Lewis read Rosberg's data a little bit more seriously, he would have probably won in 2016. <laughs> Big burner. <laughs> Below the belt, under the helmet, <laughs> under the hood, all that you'd like to call. <laughs> and by the way, did you check out Fernando Alonso's new testing helmet? So, he's using the black and white camouflage effect that Red Bull Racing used a few seasons ago. And I don't know if that's a hint that he probably wants to move to Red Bull Racing <laughs> at the least. I'm sure he's happy to move anywhere at the moment. <laughs> he claims that he's not. So, I don't know what Alonso's thinking, but these subtle hints, I tell you. Speaking of hints, so Lewis Hamilton's um, you know, debate about not sharing data with teammates. So, Valtteri Bottas has agreed with that. And I'm just wondering if this is a case about Lewis Hamilton feeling more threatened by Botas than he was of Rosberg. Interesting Or, you know, point. once bitten, twice shy kind <laughs> of story. Let's remember, and I'm pretty sure while I haven't checked this, Hamilton would have benefited from Alonso's data back in 2007 as well. So, uh, that's my view on this. And either way, I doubt data sharing between teammates will ever go away. That's just the nature of Formula One. You know, like how I share my data with you. And <laughs> yeah, otherwise this podcast would be all over the place. So thank you. <laughs> the one thing that Hamilton said, and I liked, though I didn't like, and I'll tell you why. He said he'd never do the shoey ever. Oh, damn I mean, you, Lewis. <laughs> great decision, Lewis. But I would have loved to see him do a shoey. <laughs> like, it would be one of those me too moments and I don't think Lewis would do that. I'm glad he's brought back crowd surfing to Formula 1. It kind of suits his image as well. And uh, Lewis has also called his new W08 car a boat. And uh, that basically means that Lewis will be a sailor this year while others are racers. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to be a little stupid. And frankly, the last time I checked, Adrian Newey designed boats and not Mercedes. <laughs> but you know what? It isn't the W08 alone, the car that is. Its official name is W08 EQ Power Plus. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a mouthful. And I really wonder what the hell that name is about. I don't think the marketers were thinking too much when they selected this name. Much like they probably weren't thinking when they went with the orange-black livery at McLaren. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, I'm not too pleased, since we're talking of car names, that Ferrari's 2017 car is named the SF70H and not the SF17T-JB, which, uh, apart from sounding confusing on the podcast, was actually supposed to be a tribute to Jules Bianchi. That was so disappointing, right? Like, damn you, Ferrari. <laughs> I don't think they can change the name back now anyway. They'll probably be thinking we have more important matters to be worried about than fixing the right name for the car. <laughs> Fix the aero, guys, and probably <laughs> the engine. More about Valtteri Bottas. So, Williams revealed that they had blocked Bottas's move to Ferrari a few years ago. And, you know, when Mercedes finally did come along, they hence couldn't say no. <laughs> Very interesting. And I think Kimi Raikkonen owes his uh, lease of life in Ferrari <laughs> thanks to that. Yeah, thanks, actually, guys. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, basically this also means that if i can't build you a fast car i will let you go to a team that can <laughs> kunal i have a suggestion for liberty media and this could well help them make more money which you know is always a good thing <laughs> this is courtesy wtf1 so in a series in japan they have a bus that fans can pay and hop onto during a live practice session and imagine if formula 1 had something like that i mean i would love to be on that bus guys <laughs> i don't i've never felt bus rides to be as interesting but this just raises the bar exponentially <laughs> so we'd have a year a season actually with boats <laughs> and buses on the grid <laughs> Well that's very well said I I must say. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, there's also news that Toto Wolff and Niki Lauda's contracts have been extended till 2020. Uh, so basically 2020 is the year that some pundits uh, are speculating when Mercedes could leave Formula 1 especially if they remain unbeaten. They'll put a pull a Rosberg on us. <laughs> you know retire as champions and all of that. Though frankly Kunal all I care about about Wolf and Lauda and their extension is how many free practice sessions they will get. <laughs> In other news uh, and a former Mercedes driver Paul Duresta has been appointed as a test driver at Williams. This is after the gap of a year and uh, couldn't Williams just have hired Duresta in place of Massa? I'm not sure. I don't know if that speaks volumes about Duresta's talent or if it's thanks to the Martini contract. Ah, interesting. Nico Hulkenberg has said that he has no appetite for Le Mans. Damn it! <laughs> I would have loved to see him go back and win, and you know, make it two times out of two. It seems that he doesn't want to win in 2017, and he's leaving that for 2018. <laughs> well, patience is good, but not when it comes to winning, Mr. Hulkenberg. And uh, finally, we're going to leave the best of what we've researched. in formula 1 in the last one week till the last very minute of this episode so if we all recollect lewis hamilton's interesting helmet design challenge he declared a winner last week and the winner was a fan called rai kaludo and frankly there is nothing you can't win with a rai kanan in your name and I, we really <laughs> hope you guys get the joke cheers <laughs> kunal that was a good one <laughs> on that note ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in yet again we promise not to skip too many weeks in the coming weeks as we prepare in the build up to melbourne and while you're uh, listening to us join us in praying that we have a competitive formula 1 season coming up because at this moment it seems like mercedes will still take the cake away thank you look in your home look in your office look in your home office everywhere you turn there's so much smart At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. Our game-changing FlexPath format puts you in control of your master's degree, so you can learn how, when, and where you want. Smart, huh? Yeah, we think so too. So if you want to take the next step in your career, make Capella your first step. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter.